Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Answering Questions from Reddit, and welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I'm your host, Lucky, and today we're heading over, as usual, to another subreddit that has to do with mental health, and today we are on MMFB, Make Me Feel Better. So, yeah, let's try and make some people feel better. Um, if this was Casual Bros, I would be doing the opposite, so uh, thank God. Uh, if you guys... It's funny because ever since I started that podcast, Casual Bros, with my friend Paul, it's it's been actually a lot of fun. But I do realize that I'm pretty I'm pretty freaking harsh on there sometimes, so I always have to be kind of careful not to translate it over here to the mental health casual one because obviously we're a little bit more we're we're a lot more about you know helping people. Whereas Casual Bros, I'm mostly shitting on people, so for entertainment purposes, of course. So let's go over to make me feel better. Uh, feel like an idiot sandwich at my job at my new job. I started a new job with a with great pay that I'm stoked about, and it's my first full time job out of college. Oh, congratulations! But I started off the wrong uh, on the wrong foot by really by being really nervous and overwhelmed with the drastic culture change, and I'm too honest. I do what I do when I'm uh, I do that when I'm nervous. During the first week, I actually said at some point that oh I should start taking notes when obviously I should have already been taking notes, which was called out by the person training me in our check-in later. Not aggressively, but I felt like a massive dunce. I also have check-ins with my boss, and I feel like an idiot sandwich who talks too much and is too earnest with my feelings. They also said you can clearly tell I'm nervous. They also said I wasn't asking enough questions. I'm a lot less nervous now, but I feel like I made a bad impression already. I've been doing my duties well, asking more questions, and I've been taking on more in the past few days, but I'm now hyper aware of what I, everyone could be thinking about me, and I feel like an idiot for every word that comes out of my mouth. I feel like a massive idiot who can't control their emotions, is too honest, and blabbers too much when they're nervous. Uh, too long to... Oh, never mind. Um, yeah, so that... So the fact that you're doing better and you're taking their advice should be enough for you to... Uh, to at least hang your hang your hat on that, and not uh, obviously, you know, you're still getting better, right? So this is always a big problem, and I, I definitely have this in new jobs where I'm just like, oh shit, dude, like I don't, I'm not, how am I gonna ever figure this shit out, you know? Or in just new positions in general, right? So I remember I was working at a warehouse job, and uh, I, I transferred over to uh, to garden, and I didn't know anything about plants. In fact, but then all of a sudden I realized like nobody knew about plants except for like two people in the whole department, and I was like. Oh, I'll just make sure that, you know, I'm around them and all that stuff. Ah, dude, you know, I have funny, funny little story. I had to BS somebody about like fertilizer one time. I had no fucking clue what I was talking about. Like the entire time I had no fucking clue the entire time, dude, what I was talking about. And he just kept asking me questions. I was like, bro, I'm not, you know, I get paid, like I get paid minimum wage here, bro. Like I, <laughs> they, they don't pay me enough to, to know this stuff. So um, all, everything that you're feeling is pretty natural. And listen, sure, you made some mistakes in the very first part of it, but they, you can't not expect to make some of those mistakes when you're first starting off. You know, they hired you for a reason and it's not like they're just going to fire you for anything like that. Right. So I, I think you're doing pretty good. You know, I obviously, and you just said, you just said, this is your first full-time job outside of college. So I'm assuming you've been working part-time, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, just keep, uh, keep your head up high and, you know, don't, don't let that, um, don't let that like be a major setback to you because I think that's the problem sometimes is when we have major setbacks in our lives, we use those as excuses for why we can't get better instead of using that as fuel to be better. You know what I'm saying? So use that as a, as fuel to get better. And it seems like you already are. So you being hyper aware, it's okay, but I would, I would, 
I would probably suggest you to, you know, not think about it as much as you are. Obviously, you can't really control thoughts as much, but, you know, at least control your breathing just a little bit more when you're in these these uh, very anxiety-inducing situations that you're in. So that would be my advice to you. Or, you know, to, uh, I hope you hope you feel better with that one since we're going on uh, the Make Me Feel Better uh, subreddit. Where have I gone wrong is the next post. Hello, everyone. I'll just get straight to it, but I feel hopeless. Girls aren't interested in me. Oh, same, dude. Uh, but my friend is fine. He's 5'11", and he has no problem with the ladies. I've done everything I can to make myself look attractive, but my height is the main killer. I'm only 5'6", and it's hard for a woman to be interested in me, let alone a first date. I just need some advice and someone to make me feel somewhat useful to this earth. Thank you. Have a good day. Yeah, I think this is a really big, you know, it's, it's very interesting, right? And I don't blame women for having standards because, but I always have women, if you, if there, if there are women listening to this, really be careful with how, how um, much emphasis you put on somebody's height, because I, I just want to read you a statistic real quick, um, at least for America, right? Uh, let me, let me see if I can pull this up, but I think it is, um, uh, da, 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 da. let me see here. I think it's, oh, there we go. In the U.S. population, about 14.5% of all men are six feet and over. Okay. So if you're looking for somebody that's six feet or over, that's literally 14.5%. You know what I'm saying? That's a little un, that's a little bit over 30 million. I believe wait, 330 million people. Uh, whatever, 33 million, something like that. So that's not that much, you know? That's actually not that much. So your chance of finding somebody that's six feet is, you know, you know, if you want to look for somebody that's taller than you, that's cool. And to this guy, I would just say look for shorter women, you know. I mean, listen, if they have height requirements, you then maybe you have a height requirement of them being shorter than you. You know what I'm saying? If you're five, six, I've met plenty of women that are five, two or five, three, just date a Portuguese girl. Okay. <laughs> they'll be, uh, they'll be shorter than you for sure. Uh, but in all seriousness, you know, I, I have a, I have a friend like this dude and it pisses me off, but then I realize that I'm comparing myself too much to him and I don't like to do that. So I kind of let it go and just realize that we all have our own problems in life. So, you know, and you know, when you do have a friend that's killing it in the dating game and you're not, there are some things that make me like, oh man, because I remember, you know, my friend, he was actually, um, he was actually doing, you know, a lot of dating and he's a teacher. And I was like, oh, well, at least he has a, at least he has a, he has a good job. So at least women actually want, want to pay attention to him. But I was like, you know what? I got to chill out with this because all I'm doing is getting, all I'm doing is really just, you know, putting my insecurities on this guy when he, I mean, in reality, this isn't, he didn't just go start dating so that he could throw shove it in my face. He wants to be happy, right? I want to be happy too, but obviously I want to, I want to also focus on the things that I should be focusing on, which is content creation and doing these podcasts every day and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, focus on yourself a little bit more, man. And eventually they will, they will, um, they'll start uh, noticing you a little bit more, especially if you're, you start to make a name for yourself, you know? So yeah, I'd probably focus a little bit more on yourself instead of focusing A on your friend and B on women, you know. Uh, I don't know how old you are, so maybe that might have something to do with why this seems so urgent, but you know, obviously you, you're not gonna just make it happen, you know, right uh right away. So, you know, learn learn what you can and you know, also don't be afraid to go on dates. You know, sometimes we, especially as men, we end up thinking like, oh yeah, we'll uh you know, I'm, you know, I can just 
I, I, I want the girl that's a one. Men are much more about the one than women are. And I was really surprised to figure this out later in life. I It was really strange to me real, to realize that women were not. I mean, they still are like that. But men are like really, really fucking compulsive about it. It is wild to see how, you know, like obsessive they are over finding the one. You know, it's really strange. You know, sure, they have, you know, we, we're much more, we can be like much more promiscuous and all that stuff. But it's pretty wild to see how like, how possessive men get over like the one or, you know, anything like that, you know? So yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot to do with this. So let's, uh, let's check out the next post. I'm sick of the la la la. You don't need to be a happy, uh, you don't need to be happy or fulfilled shit. Wait, what? Who says this being on disability and not working isn't, Oh, I'm sorry. You don't need a job to be happy or fulfilled. Sorry. I don't know why my brain like skipped that part. I, I don't know if I read it out loud, but for some reason when I read it, I was like, what the fuck? You don't need to be happy or fulfilled. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice if you were fulfilled at least, but yeah. So you don't need a job to be happy or fulfilled shit. Being on disability and not working isn't helping myself self-worth any, but the main problem is that I'm miserable because I have no money. Platitudes ain't gonna, uh, platitudes ain't gonna fucking pay me, bitch. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, jeez, Louise. Oh my God. I, sorry, that, 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 um, sorry. I didn't mean to laugh at that, but that was a really funny line right there. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I think fulfillment is found wherever you are. So if you're on disability, I would urge you to find a hobby that can eventually become a career. So let's say you are, I don't know what disability you're on, so I can't really say this for sure, but I, you know, I know a friend whose mom was on disability and she found fulfillment in her family. So she was, you know, she took care of the house. She made sure dinner was made, all that kind of stuff. She was very, very, um, she was very, uh, you know, open to this, you know, she would drive her husband to the multiple jobs that he had to work and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, she was very, very, she was like mama bear, you know what I'm saying? She was, she was a mama lion. She was doing all this stuff because she couldn't go out and do the, do certain things. So, you know, figuring out what you can do to, and obviously, you know, what you're talking about more is money. So you're not able to, you're not able to, um, get certain things and i i don't know if this is more of a lifestyle that you want or if it is you know necessity that you need you know if you're not if maybe you want certain things but you can't afford them because of money purposes or if this is like oh i like i can't even pay my rent without worrying about uh like you know am i gonna have a sweater over my you know to wear not saying there's anything wrong with that idea i just don't know where you're coming from in this so um but yeah obviously jobs make it a lot better and you know, it does suck when you're on disability to, you know, because you're only paid a certain amount. It's like you can't really get you don't like rate. You don't um, you don't get promoted in, in disability. Right. You don't get promoted. It's like, oh, now you're really disabled. So we're going to pay you even more. It's like, no, you get a pretty uh, from what I understand, you get a pretty flat rate. Depend, you know, obviously, um, you know, from from the government, all this stuff. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to do with that. But, uh, you know, what you make of that is going to be what defines you. You know what I'm saying? I know we, we don't like to say, oh, you know, nothing defines. I, I know we like to say, like, nothing defines me. Like, people can't define you. But ultimately, you define you, you know? As much as we like to put the that power into somebody else's hands, like, oh, my God, they're they're labeling me. They're doing this. It's like, it's ultimately your, it's ultimately you that, that accepts that label and decides to fit in that box. You know what I'm saying? So if, if somebody says you're a fucking loser and you decide that, oh, I, maybe I am a loser. And then you start use, you start, uh, you start taking that loser mindset and moving it into your, your consciousness. I feel like that is way worse than, you know, you actually, um, than you actually just making a mistake and learning from it. You know what I'm saying? So 
yeah, you know, for, for this person, I would say, you know, pick up a hobby, pick up something that you can get good at and that you can invest your time in, you know, while you're home, you know, obviously, you know, maybe you don't have as much money to spend on equipment and stuff, but neither did I. I mean, I have this cool laptop that I got from, uh, from one of my sister's ex-boyfriends and, but, you know, besides that, I mean, I spent maybe like 70 bucks on a camera and I got this, I actually, you know, shout out to my friend Anthony out there. You know, you, <laughs> he gave me this cool headset that was supposed to be a gaming headset for my PS4, but he didn't realize there was a USB to it. So now I use it for my computer since I don't game or anything. I just use it for these, uh, you know, these talks and my, some of my interviews and stuff, especially when there are other people in the house and I don't want them to, you know, they'll, they'll still show up on mic, but not nearly as much as if I have my Yeti in here because my Yeti picks up everything like a mouse can fart and you'll hear it like from a mile away so uh so yeah that is uh figure out what you can what you can invest your time in that's what i'd probably say to that uh do not know how to feel is the next post sophomore in call dude is that how you spell i keep forgetting there's an o at the end of soft anyway sorry random random tangent sophomore in college here weird situation happened this past semester and i don't know how to feel about it i had a thing for this girl and we hit it off and we're hanging out or studying together almost every day we both liked each other and i eventually asked her out and she said yes we also got intimate together a couple months ago she ended our quote-unquote thing i don't know what we were turns out she has been spreading rumors about me saying i was weird and creepy i'm really not a weird person i don't have and i have a decently large circle of friends but now, since these rumors started, I feel like I won't be able to interact with a lot of new people since I won't know whether they have these uh, have heard these rumors, and it will feel ingenuine. I go to a small private college in L.A., so the oh, okay, this is rough. So the fact that there aren't many people at my school also makes things worse. Am I just supposed to brush this off and act like nothing happened? No, I mean obviously. First off, I mean what a bitch, dude. That's gotta suck. I mean. That, I, I really don't like the whole gossip culture of this, you know, whenever there's somebody because I don't know, man, it seems like uh, it seems like whenever somebody spreads rumors like this, man, it's never I don't know. I can't sympathize with them as much. You know, I'm, I'm a pretty empathetic person for the most part, but I just can't empathize with them all that much. Now, granted, do I talk shit about my friends behind their back? Oh, of course, dude. Well, we all talk shit about each other. And sometimes I'll even bring it up to their face and just be like, hey, uh, have you ever thought about doing this, this or this or, you know, this, you know, and eventually I do bring it up. But sometimes I need to talk to my friends to work it out a little bit more before I actually talk to them. So, yeah, I don't know. There, There's a lot to do with this. But um, as for you, like brushing it off. No. And. I would probably just say, I mean, you could, if you do want closure from this, if you do want to approach her about it and say like, hey, what in the world was that all about? Or you can go over and eventually just, you know, have the interactions as normal as you can. Now, does that mean you have to forget what you did? No, but I mean, listen, you have to live your life and you got to also remember you're in, you're in college. So you have to, college isn't exactly, I mean, obviously you can make connections there, but you know, in terms of like making friends and all that stuff, I mean, that's kind of secondary for the most part. I mean, high school is definitely where you find where you kind of find friends and all that stuff. But I'm not saying you can't make friends in college. I mean, sure, there are lots of people that have been made uh, made friends over in college and that have stayed stuck with them for life and all that stuff. But I would just say, you know, focus a little bit more on your academic studies and don't worry a little bit too don't worry too much about this because the more you embrace what she has said about you, the more it'll end up sinking in. And so see this this idea or this um, awkwardness that you're feeling about meeting these people because they, you know, they don't know if they'll heard if they've heard, heard these rumors or not will eventually make you more socially awkward. So it'll make you seem more weird, you know? So embracing that and just kind of, you know, going on is really all you can do at this point. You know, you sure you can 
go argue against this, but I always find that arguing against this just makes people be like, oh, he's definitely weird, you know, because he's arguing against it. And it's a weird, it's a weird human mentality thing. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but this is weird human mentality thing that cap that happens when, you know what I'm saying? When somebody like ends up denying it and it's like, oh, you, you know, oh, like, you know, since you denied it, it must be true. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, I'm making an argument here. So, uh, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too. Don't get me wrong. I've definitely, you know, people have said shit like this or said shit. And I was just like, and they said like, oh, it's not true. It's like, yeah, sure, buddy. Sure. I have reliable sources. You know, this one person in high school, that, that person's reliable. You're not because reasons, you know what I'm saying? It's very strange. So, uh, so yeah, I don't think you're gonna sway anybody, but you know, living your uh, living against those expectations is probably your best bet. You know, prove them wrong. Uh, let's go to the next post. I'm so ugly. I'm so ugly, and my, uh, and my parents wonder why I never want to leave the house. They're telling me to get a job. I look deformed. I only leave my room when I absolutely have to. My parents are either stupid or very stupid. Uh, not understanding why it's a bad idea for me to step foot in public with the public looking this deformed. I have no choice. My life sucks. I don't know. I don't, hmm, I don't know, it's hard to tell when people argue about, when people are talking about themselves being ugly. I always wonder about that because I, I don't know. Maybe they are, you know, I, I, but when you talk about like deformities, I'm like, okay, what, what deformity is, like how severe is it? And all that kind of stuff. Um, now, the reason why they're telling you to get a job uh, to, to, you know, do that kind of stuff is because if you stay inside, you'll never gain any confidence. You know, you're just going to be real. You're just going to be on Reddit doing, you know, saying this stuff. Right. I mean, listen, I, I, I hate to be harsh there, but it's, it's true. It, it really does happen when you're um, when you're like that and you end up just staying inside when you're depressed and you just stay inside. It doesn't get any better from just avoiding your problems. You know, at some point you're going to have to talk to people and listen, I've met people with with some deformities and stuff. I've I even worked with some of them, and I remember there was this, there was this uh, really cool girl that I used to work with that passed away. But she was uh, she was she worked through a I think it was like a government program technically, but it was like a program that helped people with disabilities. And she you know she had disabilities, and I remember she was. She was so sweet and it was so, you know, obviously she had her quirks and all that stuff, but, you know, she, she got to work and she, dude, she, I mean, she almost never called out. It was wild. I, I just remember her working so hard every single day to do things, you know, and I, I thought it was just so cool to see in that, in that environment. And, you know, she, she did things that she could do, right? Like changing the, changing the price tags. Oh, here you can, you can, can you print this out? Can you do this? You know, all that kind of stuff. And, it, it made her feel fulfilled. So I think they're looking for you to find some type of fulfillment for yourself through, and you know, whatever that may take. I mean, listen, if you want to, you can work. I don't know what gender you are. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's, you know, what your affinities are in life. So I don't know what I can suggest, but you know, I like to work uh, receiving. I thought that was like a great job because I didn't have to deal with people. And the only people I dealt with worked with me. So I knew they, you know, sure that some of them would be mean, but like not all of them, they were, for the most part, they were pretty amicable. And, you know, since they're working there, they're also in the same, you know, they're <laughs> in the same shitty situation you're in. It's like, oh, we all got to work here till five o'clock today, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was. Uh, I think that's why they're pushing you. I don't think they're trying to. It's not that they don't understand, but they want you to go out into the world to realize your self worth. You know, just because you're deformed does not mean that you're 
because you're deformed, just because you're deformed does not mean that you're worthless. It just means that you have other, you have bigger obstacles to confront than maybe some other people that weren't born deformed. So, you know, so yeah, let me see here. Um, okay. So the next post is, so tell me about yourself, uh, quote unquote. So tell me about yourself really screwed me over today. I know I should have prepared more for the question at the interview today, and I thought I was ready for it, but I got anxious and started giving some messed up answer, and I seemed really nervous. Damn, I thought I was confident, and I thought I was ready for that. I hate myself for screwing that up. I guess so. Um, you know, whenever I... So typically, I mean, this is just advice for anybody. I've I've only done two interviews in my whole life, so I don't want to make it sound like... I, or maybe three, but I didn't take that third job anyway, but... Um, uh, all I would say is, because I've learned a lot from the content creation industry, is that, you know, even though I'm not getting paid for this or anything like that, that you have to word things certain ways. And so one, I guess this would be a tip for anybody out there. So you want to you wanna brag about yourself a little bit whenever you're in a job interview. So I like to always tell people, you know, because I'll, I'll give you an example. My first job, I drove every single piece of equipment that was in the warehouse. So I always made sure that people knew that. Okay. So I may, I've, I've, I have experience driving this, 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 and this, then my next job actually only, only had a forklift. Okay. So, Oh, well, we just got a forklift. So I'm already, I've already beaten their expectations at that point. Um, you know, even though, and my, so just to give you some context, my second job was with, it was a working and receiving at a car parts or a car place. And I worked in receiving where we received all the parts. So, you know, I also told them, oh, yeah, I, I also worked in receiving. I received goods. I was able to, I was able to, you know, uh, receive them, uh, make sure they weren't broken. You know, that's, that was kind of a, a, a little bit of a over-exaggeration because things broke quite a bit. But, you know, I remember one of my, one of my managers actually fucking broke a, a vase that was $1,300, dude. He didn't give a shit. But then when I broke something, everybody was like, whoa, let's, let's calm down here, man. Let's calm down. What are you doing? What are you doing here? Uh, but yeah, so you always got to make sure that you you work yourself up a little bit. I, I wish they would have given us an example of what they said so we could, you know, obviously help them. But, you know, just make sure that you you tell them everything that's good about yourself. And then when they, because typically what they'll do is they'll ask you like, okay, so what are some, what are, what do you see, see as your biggest weakness? Which I actually haven't gotten that question that much. Um, I think I've gotten it once, but even then it makes sure it's not like something, oh, you know, I want to fucking, you know, I want to, uh, you don't have to tell them anything too personal. You can just say, oh, sometimes I have trouble asking questions because I get a little, I get a little too into my work. So I'm working on kind of holding back a little bit and relying on others a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to make sure that that kind of, that stuff kind of happens. So, um, yeah, let's get, uh, let's get over how much more time we got. Uh, we got a little bit more time. Let's take a. Oh, that's not good. I made inappropriate comments on the internet using my real name, and I'm really fucking scared for my future. Yeah, that's always tough, um, especially with cancel culture nowadays. This is kind of why I'm leaning into it a little bit. So with Casual Bros, I've said some things on there that, I mean, I've seen celebrities get canceled for. So I'm kind of just doing it because I want. I don't know what it is. I, I don't really believe that cancel culture is a great thing for our society. So I've decided to lean into it by making by just speaking my mind and exercising my freedom of speech. You know what I'm saying? So not to get too political on here, but let's uh, let's get into what they said. P posted stupid internet comments a long time ago using my real name, and now they're showing up when you Google me. I'm really scared for my future. 
The title says it all, guys. I'm really scared for my future. It was nothing racist or anything, just really obscene and something my in, uh, immature freshman self would post. I use my real name being totally naive of the consequences, and I have zero idea if I'm ever going to be okay. I have no one to tell because I'm shit scared. I'm literally on the verge of killing myself, you guys. I'm so fucked. It's on the second page of web results after you scroll past all my social media. I'm scared that when an employer Googles my name, they're going to wander to a second page and see those comments I made. I'm scared I'll never get a job. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Like I said, I... Oh, man. Yeah, it's it, it's really tough. And I, I think this is the problem with cancel culture is it trickles down to people like this that aren't famous that may. I mean, I don't know what this person's aspirations are going to be, but, you know, he'll never probably want to become famous now or they'll never probably want to be famous now. And listen, I mean, there's things in my past where I'm, I'm thinking now I'm like, dude, I could get fucking canceled, bro. I, I could get fucking canceled. And I. Oh, dude, there. Yeah, there are some things in my life that I'm just like, wow, I wish I hadn't have done that. But. You know, there wasn't like heavy social media. Now there was Facebook and all that stuff. I won't, I won't lie to you there, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's just, uh, it's a lot to deal with at that young. I don't know how young this person is, but that's tough to deal with. You know what I'm saying? So, a, I would say, listen, just focus on getting, getting yourself better, and don't you don't listen. I always tell people, don't look at where you don't want to be. Look at where you want to go. Okay, because if you look at where you want to go, you'll actually head in that direction. Whereas if you're looking where you don't want to be. It's kind of like, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example, right? You're walking and you're just like, oh my God, you start looking down, making sure you're not stepping on certain things. You're not, you're not walking on eggshells, so to speak. And all of a sudden you bump into the wall because you weren't, weren't looking where you, you were going, right? You didn't see the doorway where you wanted to go because you were looking at the, the floor. So try and focus on where you want to go instead of where you don't want to be, instead of what you don't want to be seen as, you know, look at where you want to, what you want to be seen as. And if that ever pops up, then you have to apologize for it. Okay. Or do whatever you got to do, or maybe not apologize. I don't know what you said. So and it's up to you to deal with that in your own way. But um, yeah, typically they don't do that deep of a dive on you. Now they'll look into your social media and if it's something that you've deleted already, then you know, I don't really see them being able to do too much about that. But yeah, be very careful what you put on social media, though. I, I will say that. Just be be pretty careful on what you do about that because there's a lot they can. Social media has basically become the new uh, the new resume, somewhat, so to speak. So yeah, you always got to be kind of careful with that. Uh, let's check out the last post that we're gonna do. I've had no breaks in pain since I was 11. I need help. I'm spiraling hard. I'm going to be circling the drain soon. Read my read my first few posts if you want context. I usually find a way to bounce back. Usually, I can find myself uh, pushing. Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, pushing. Oh shit. Uh, usually, I can find myself pushing through and be okay. It's not working this time. Someone, please help me feel better. Help me feel something. Honestly, anything but this awful pain and overwhelming loneliness. Interesting. Uh, I'm just going to go to their profile. Oh, I am crippled by guilting. Okay, interesting. Let me uh, let me check out this post real quick uh, from them just to get some context real quick. I've done some uh, truly shitty things in my life, some of them illegal, very illegal. Most people don't know me well enough to know I have even broken a rule, much less the law. But a few know, and I know, I can, and now I can't stop looking over my shoulder. I hear a car door outside my house, and I'm sure it's the end for me. I find myself not planning anything and isolating because I feel like I'm not going to I'm make it that far. Loose lips sink ships. I understand it. Now I wanted to be loved. Now I just wanted to be loved. I wanted to feel a connection. I put me, I put all of me out there, the good and the bad, and it didn't work. And I feel like there's no future. I'm not who I was. I never meant to hurt anyone. I didn't mean to be an awful person, but I guess I am. Maybe I deserve this. Yeah, there's there's an interesting. 
there, there's an interesting part of that. I mean, dude, when I used to drink and drive, man, I was always wondering, you know, did I, I wonder what I did last night. Cause you, I didn't remember, you know, I just really didn't remember. And so I guess luckily for me, I did it so late that not too many people were on the road anyway, but dude, I was really scared. I was like, Oh my God, what if, what if I, I could have literally killed somebody and not known, you know what I mean? I could have woken up in a jail cell. There's a lot of things and I was always wondering like, dude, when are the cops going to come for me? You know, when are the cops going to come for me? And, and it was something that still bothered me even like two or three years later. And I always do the night after I would always look or the day after I'd always look at the, the, well, since I was in San Jose, it was the San Jose Mercury news. I'd always look at the Mercury news and be like, who died? Look at the obituary and make sure nobody died from car accidents or anything like that. I was like, Oh, so I totally get this. And I don't know exactly how bad it is, like how bad what you did was. So I just want to be very clear about that, that I don't know how, you know, like I said, I don't know how deep you are in that. But uh, one thing to help you feel better would be the, uh, would be that, um, you know, that A, you haven't been caught yet. You know, so I don't know exactly what's like I said, I don't know what you're getting. You're you're trying to get not to get caught for. But um, I would say worrying about that and not living your best life until that happens is probably going to end up hurting you for the long run and probably end up if you know the beating heart from Vincent Van Gogh. I don't remember if that's what it's called, but, you know, this guy feels so guilty about this, this person dying. And there's these police officers that are in his house like, oh, they're like, oh, yeah, he seemed pretty normal. And then he keeps hearing this beating heart. And so finally, he's, he just admits to it because he just feels so guilty. He can keep on hearing this fucking beating heart. He's like, oh, I killed him. I, even though these officers are like, oh, yeah, you seem pretty all together, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, deal with it however you can. But I'd say enjoy this moment as long as it lasts. You know, it could last the rest of your life. But if you're just sitting there worried about the law and all that stuff, then you're not going to live your life. So. Um, but yeah, that's all we got time for guys. As always, don't forget, you can check out the link in the uh, link tree in the description box down below. If you want to check out all things casual. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. But as always guys, don't forget to keep it casual.